T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You've waited all week, and now the wait is over. It's the only unfiltered media podcast in America. This is Trash Talk on WEEI.com. Here he is, your boy, Blind Mike. Blind Mike. Hey now, I've missed you guys. I've been gone for two weeks. I don't, uh, we don't usually miss weeks here on Trash Talk, but last week... We were in a state of emergency. If you listen to the last episode, you might think that if anyone on this show got fired, it would be me for, you know, trashing management. But no, no, because they don't listen to this program. But what they do do is check their payroll. (laughs) The important (laughs) things. Uh, So as you can tell, that voice is not Jared. (laughs) I can talk like Jared. (laughs) Oh, hey. (laughs) Um, so Jared is no longer with us, and, uh, I won't get into specifically why, because that's his, uh, you know, his, his story to tell, and I don't want to ruin any future opportunities he has, but, uh, I will say this, um, the way this company pays producers is shameful, <laughs> and the fact that Guys have to uh, kind of maneuver around things to uh, try and make a livable wage for doing a lot of work. And Jared was coming in at 5 in the morning for Hillman. Uh, He was doing stuff with WEI and then doing this podcast for no extra money. Um, And... And I don't know how to say what he got fired for without just saying it, but yeah, the most <laughs> ambiguous way possible. Yeah, um, he was pulling some. He, Jared was in the wrong for doing the shit he did, and he's also an idiot because let me tell you, folks. Rule number one: just deny, just deny <laughs> shit when you get in trouble. Oh no, I didn't know I was doing. Oh, it was a mistake. Right. I didn't know I'm I was bad doing with that. technology. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I don't know how to operate these goddamn computers. So that's what you do. You deny it or you die. I've always said. Uh, so Jared's first mistake was admitting what he did. But, uh, yeah, no, Jared was in the wrong, but it's also, uh, you see the way they pay producers here, and it's just shitty, because they're, I mean, without them, the place wouldn't fucking run. You wouldn't be hearing this, even though I think the audio might be shit. All right, <laughs> I apologize in advance. Your mic sounds pristine. We're trying. Mine sounds like so uh, I'll just get right to it. The voice you hear is uh, Caitlin. Hello, everybody. Who works with uh, the Dale and Keith program? Absolutely. Um, so really, you know, I've, uh, I've I've been going down the hall. <laughs> Dan quit. Now Jared got fired. So every every few months, I have to go down the hall to get trick some wide-eyed rube into working <laughs> for me for free. And uh, this time I got a young lady. All right. Shaking it up a little bit. Yes. So now I can finally just make awful sexist jokes. Right. And it'll be fine 
because I'm forcing Caitlin to laugh at them. Right, because you're, friend, you're friends with the girl. You're fine. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. You're oh, good. there's a girl in the room? Oh, it's fine. <laughs> He's not a pig. Um, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see how this goes. I don't know how much Caitlin wants to talk on air or anything, but... I'll uh, do my best. I'm more, I'm more concerned about the audio right now, but yeah. we're, we're trying. We're good. We're tr- well, it was all, it's always been shit. It's okay. kind of our thing. All right. That's like, this- like, the few listeners I have, I think it's almost, like, <laughs> endearing. They're like, ah, oh, the audio sucks. He's a blind guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he whines about not being on air. Right, a, right. <laughs> I think it's almost, they like that it's a train wreck. So, well, the worse audio, the better. I'll give them what they want, then. <laughs> um, yeah, so it sucks that Jared's not going to be here anymore. I think he was doing a good job. Um, I thought we found uh, kind of a groove together. Um, but yeah, onward and upward. We hope. <laughs> we hope. And uh, he's dead now. He killed himself, and he's, and he's no longer with us, so you don't have to worry about it. R.I.P., Jared. Yeah, it was, yeah, he had a good run, and now he's dead. So, moving on. Um, <laughs> it's got morbid. <laughs> uh, so, of course, the, uh, we took a week off, but the... The political correctness police are raging on. Uh, I mean, I, Ron Darling is in trouble now for fucking, for, for nothing. For, for using an expression that a million people have used a million fucking times. And uh, really, the peop- this is an example, we've talked about this before on the program. This is an example of when the people that are outraged are a billion times more racist than the guy they're calling a racist. Exactly. Um, so let's, if you haven't heard the clip, uh, Ron, uh, Masahiro Tanaka, a Japanese player on the mound for the Yankees Saturday night, and Ron Darling said this. A little uh, chink in the armor of, for Tanaka here. This is the first inning that he has lost a little of his control. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with, uh, English, what that means is that Masahiro Tanaka looked good for the whole game. Now he's starting to show a few blemishes. Right, his weakness is coming out. A few dents or chinks in the armor. Now... Watch out, Mike. You can't say that. (laughs) Now, to see that there's a Japanese guy on the mound and say, well, he must be being racist. That's racist. Right. First of all, chink would be a derogatory term to a Chinese man. It would mean nothing to a Japanese man. Right? <laughs> like, it would be, like, uh... Well, never mind. I'm not going to come up with this. I know. I'm like, that'll oh, just get well, me, That'll just get me in trouble. You sure you want to go there? But, uh... So it doesn't make any sense. And then, uh, what all the people that were angry at this didn't know, is that Ron Darling, uh, his mother, is Hawaiian and Chinese. Mm-hmm. So, Which Ron Darling is... Which makes him, what, a, a quarter, fourth? A quarter okay. Chinese. All right. Uh, so, why Ron Darling would decide in the fourth inning of a playoff game to suddenly just become a racist. Bash his mother's name. Yeah, I, I don't understand. But, genuinely, you have to be a racist to have that pop in your mind. Seriously. Like, if you're sitting at home watching the game, you hear, uh, oh, he's got his first uh, chink in the armor here, and they go, that Japanese guy in the mouth! Ah, he's a racist! <laughs> That's, that means you're so focused on race all the time that you were waiting for something mm-hmm. to call him out of. Right. You know what I mean? Because most people would never have thought of that. It's almost like people hear the phrase and they're like, oh, well, that might make somebody offend, like, offended right. somewhere. Right. And then the guy pitching just happened to be. 
And not even. Right. <laughs> oh, you happen to be almost. Almost. Yeah. Potentially offended by. I don't right. know. It's like if someone, uh, I'm Italian, and if someone called me, like, whatever a racist term for, like, a Greek person is, and I'm like, you, you, you're close. You almost got me. <laughs> I'm going to be angry now. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's just weird that people get, and then, uh, Ron Darling apologized. He issued a statement. Uh, and it's like, what are you doing? I wish we could just get to a place. And I know uh, advertisers rule the world, and I'm sure TBS panicked and said, you got to apologize. They were never going to fire Ron Darling for this. So if Ron Darling said, no, I'm not. I'm going to ignore it, and it's going to go away. Then he would have been fine. So I'd like someday uh, for us to all just be able to say, hey, go fuck yourselves. Because the people that get mad at this shit are nerds. Mm-hmm. They're just losers. <laughs> and what we've done now is we give in to losers. We give in to people with nothing to do all day that look for this shit and try to bring people down based on uh, seeing weakness and needing attention. And for whatever reason, we've all decided to go, you're, you're right, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> whatever you need, I apologize. All right. I wonder too if it was, not. maybe it's the fact that it's the playoffs now, so more people are watching. And sure. I wonder if he had said anything in the, in the regular season, if it wouldn't have been, even yeah. been. No one would have noticed. Right. Because I'm sure that phrase has been uttered a million times. Mm-hmm. I remember someone got in trouble for saying it uh, in regards to Jeremy Lin, mm-hmm. when Jeremy that was like Lin the was big, going off, right? Yeah. But that one, you could even see it's like he might that that I forget the exact. I think that was context. it was a headline in like um, yeah, and it was like a news story on ESPN or something. Mm-hmm. I think. And that was like may, they might have been trying to slip it in, right? Like that might have been a genuine. Not slightly right, slightly but if you're listening to Ron Darling, you know that he's not trying to pull a fast one on us. Right. That's just how he, I've heard him say that. I've heard him use that phrase. In other scenarios, with a white guy in the mound or whatever. Right. So it's like he's not trying to fucking pull one over on us. It's just silly. Oh, maybe I can be racist here. <laughs> yeah, right. Finally, I've got my yes. chance. Um, but what I, I, I keep saying it, no one listens to me, but I keep saying it, that if we finally just started saying, like, fuck you, man, like, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> Quit being a nerd. We, don't, we can't accept nerd culture anymore. <laughs> and what I mean by that is the people that want to bring someone down by being a hall monitor. Remember what the well, loser the hall monitor was in school? That, do, you have a hall, do you have a pass? Should you be going to the bathroom right now? It's like, shut the fuck up. Can you drink water for Get that out. long? Get out of here. This is, this, is, this is second lunch. You're not supposed to be out here. It's like, shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. Right. I'm skipping class, and I don't need mommy checking in on right. me. It's like, why are you so miserable that what I do bothers you? So now we've given in. Hall monitors rule the world now. Right. And that's all they are. They're just fucking hall monitors that instead of saying, hey, fuck you, I'll walk through the hallway if I want, you don't have any authority over me, they give you a badge, and it doesn't mean it. <laughs> they give you a badge with a, a teddy bear and a policeman's cap on it, and you think, you think you're running shit. That's what these people are, but instead we go, oh my god, I'm so sorry, you got me, I am a racist. It's like, no, you're not, stop, don't, don't apologize for right. that. I don't know. Poor Ron sitting at home now being like, oh, I wonder if I just offended all of my... My family and yeah, right. right. Yeah, maybe my family thinks I'm like a maybe I should apologize. Like, and then did you see the one? Um, this guy Scott Kelly, who's an astronaut. Did you see that? Mm. So he's an astronaut. Okay. Pretty bright guy. I right. Imagine. Probably uh, does some. Good honestly, things. I didn't. I didn't look a lot into this because this was just like, the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, he quoted. <laughs> he quoted Winston Churchill. Oh boy. Seems normal, right? Mm-hmm. Winston Churchill, 
you know, helped help stop help stop World War II. And not only that, he spit out a lot of gems. He had a, <laughs> he had a lot of good uh, turns of He's phrase. Quotable. Yeah, he knew his way around a sentence. That guy. So I didn't understand. Then I see Scott Kelly. I guess I guess quoted Winston Churchill in some form, and then issued a statement on Twitter. Uh, I apologize for quoting Winston Churchill. I was not aware of his atrocities. Uh oh. What did he do? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, like, the, all the shit that all fucking white guys that are pieces of shit did back then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If we can't quote guys who uh, were racist, right. there aren't going to be a lot of guys we can quote. Ben Franklin, fucking George Washington, wipe them all off the list. Right. They did because nothing good, only the, their few bad moments. The world has been a racist place for a long time. We all get that. But now it's like, well, we can't acknowledge the people that came before, like, 1975 because they were all racists. Right. So it's like Winston Churchill. You can't quote Winston Churchill in any context because he, I, I guess so, I guess he believed in eugenics which is a thing that's been wi- mm-hmm. widely disproven. Right. But it's like it was also 1940. Right, in his time. Right. Did he even know? So they were all fucking morons back then. <laughs> but they popped out a lot of good quotes. Winston <laughs> Churchill, guy might have had a lot of flaws, but he popped out some good turns of phrase, I'm telling you. So it's like can we, ju- we can't just quote people now when the context makes sense. And it's a good point. They have to immediately go, D- 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 he, he was a white guy a hundred years ago. You're not allowed to quote him. It's just bizarre. All right. Home monitors, man. We give in to him very easily. And uh, moving on. I, 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 get into, I, get, I get so angry about it. I need to, uh, I need to calm down. I feel like you uh, fought a hall monitor back in your day or something. <laughs> something, yeah. something happened. I was a cool kid. And oh, they, uh, right. No. Um, <laughs> I usually never talk uh, straight sports on this program. Ooh. But uh, I feel like I have to. Red Sox clinched. Right. It's a big deal. It's a big day. And I'm almost a little annoyed that the Red Sox won only because... Of course. Only because it takes away from the absolute beating David Price deserves. Mm. Like, what a loser. (laughs) What an absolute loser that that guy is. Oh, my God. Just deflates... Like, people were saying, oh, the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry lost something because... the stadium in game two was was dead. It's like, no, that's what David Price does. Right. When David Price walks into a room, he sucks the energy. Everyone's like, God damn it. He is the Not fucking this worst. guy again. I've never heard better imagery when describing a person than uh, Jim Murray. My boy, Big Jim Murray, described uh, David Price as a human shrug. And that's just perfect. That's what that guy is. I don't know, man. I'm like, what, a, what, what are you going to do? The Eeyore. I suck. Yeah, right. He's... Fucking terrible. Like, it's it's sad to watch a guy that bad who gives that little of a fuck. I, like, I really hope he leaves. Like, do you realize where you are at this moment? Like, If he had any pride, he'll opt out in the offseason. Like, he can opt out, but he's owed, like, $35 million a year for the next two years. Right. So he probably won't. But if he has an ounce of pride, he'll leave. He'd he'll, have to, right? He'll maybe do some pull-ups, strengthen his arm a little bit, and actually, you know, <laughs> play well, baseball. He's not, like, a bad... Pitcher, which is the, that's the thing. It's like he's just a pathetic shell of a man. Like he just crumbles. Anytime people are watching, he crumbles into a little fucking ball, and he can't take any amount of pressure. Like he's just a loser. Some people are just losers, Caitlin. If I can teach you anything, 
It's that some people are just born losers, and they'll always be losers. I feel bad, though. And that's what David Price is. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the energy I've brought to the show. I feel bad. I feel mm. bad. <laughs> I'll always try to find, you know, the happy, happy part of that's ni- David that's Price. A, that's but... nice. So we're not walking. It's nice to uh, walk in here and not have someone just bashing the company. Because <laughs> that's my job. Right. We can't have both of us doing it, or the room will explode. All right. Too much negative. <laughs> Too much. Uh, but then, so, obviously, Red Sox won last night. Bullpen fucking sucks. If you heard me on with Gilroy over the summer, you heard me say that I didn't think this team would do anything. I thought they'd lose in the first round of the playoffs. And I'm standing by my statements. Even though I've been proven. <laughs> You're wrong. I've right. been proven <laughs> wrong. But I stand by. So, obviously, Alex Cora did a lot to uh, turn around the attitude of the team. That's something I didn't take into account. John Farrell met him at uh, Foxwoods. Wow. I, think, I think he and I Did you roll the dice? made him laugh four times. Four wow. big laughs I got out of John Farrell. One of them was at the expense of Pete Abraham. I mentioned uh, that Pete Abraham and I don't get along. I, I called him like a fat-headed idiot. And John Farrell laughed and he goes, oh, that fucking guy. <laughs> so I feel bad because me and John Farrell are boys. But uh, another loser. Another just... <laughs> Kind of a loser, loser attitude. Um, and that's what he brought to the team. So Alex Court changed that a lot, and it's something I didn't take into account. But this bullpen fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Alex Court has honestly gotten lucky. Oh, definitely. But the fact that you needed to bring Rick Porcello in in relief in game one is fucking crazy. And that you had to bring Chris Sale in last night. When the game was kind of in hand at the time, 4 nothing. Six outs to go. Right, it's probably already Every like... other bullpen in the playoffs wouldn't have needed to bring in a starter. Right. Especially in the American League. They he already has his sweatpants on in the back. You right. Know. <laughs> already drinking some champagne, just Yeah. Chris Sale, should, we shouldn't have had to bother Chris Sale. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I guess he wanted to get in the game, but he always does. There's maybe, and I stand by what I said over the summer, there's only a few personalities on the Red Sox I can get behind. And Chris Sale is one of them. And he seems like a genuine competitor. And, uh... He wants to get in the game, but we shouldn't have had to use him. Um, so that bullpen will be the demise of this team. And I'll say it even after they win the World Series. I'll say they got lucky. I will be, I will be proven right eventually. I swear. Um, but last thoughts on the uh, game last night. Speaking of uh, competitors, I loved what uh, Rick Porcello said. But everyone was bashing uh, Angel Hernandez. Some A com- man angel. Some comparisons were made to me, which I didn't find complimentary. Hmm. Yes, because I'm blind. Right. <laughs> Get it? Uh, I think I would make a better umpire than eight. What a rough couple days that guy has. Yeah. And it's it's always that type of guy. So I guess Angel Hernandez had, like, I don't know if he just threatened it or there was an actual lawsuit filed. Oh, against, no, there was, Against yeah. Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. The reason he wasn't uh, umping the World Series a couple years ago was because he's Hispanic, obviously. Obviously. But apparently... It's because he's a fucking loser. Another loser. Angel Hernandez. Well, it's a show of losers The theme today. of the show today is losers. Uh, Angel Hernandez was god-awful for both sides. He was terrible. And then, uh, by a stroke of luck, was uh, behind the plate last night and was god-awful. And uh, CC, Chris Berman's best nickname ever, I thought. CC, splish splash, I was taking Sabathia. <laughs> uh, made some, made some, a bit of a sore loser, but I still like what he said about Angel Hernandez last night. I don't think Angel Hernandez should be bumping uh, playoff games. He's absolutely terrible. He's terrible behind the plate today. He's terrible at first base. 
it's amazing that how he's getting the job to pitch and to play in these to umpire in these in these playoff games. What did you say to him? That's just a conversation for us, but he he shouldn't be anywhere near a playoff game. Is that sentiment shared by many of your everybody? Everybody. I think if you go ask them on the other side too. CC was it was his strikes on tonight? Uh, it's always. Yeah. It's always. He's he's bad. I don't understand why he's doing these games. I like that. If I was a Yankees fan, I'd be all aboard the CC train. I love that, like athletes are such pussies now that they're all they're all they go through the uh, media training courses and they're all afraid to say anything. But it's like when you just got your ass kicked and right. you're in the heat of the moment. He's upset. And you have a shitty umpire and you're upset. I like CC saying something. Too many guys are just bland and boring. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently not everyone would agree that uh, Angel Hernandez sucked last night. He's, he's bad. I don't understand why he's doing these games. <laughs> my, boy, my boy Pretty Ricky has something to say about that. Rick Porcello, the winning pitcher, didn't find <laughs> Angel Hernandez to be quite as bad. Obviously not. Right. Oh, God. Oh, Caitlin. Her no, first no. fuck up. That's all right. Jared usually fucked up uh, six minutes into the program. We got at least 15. All right. Let me. Oh, God. She's got this. You got this. Uh, see, a guy I would be yelling at and making fun of, a woman I feel like. Oh hey, my gosh. Hey, you got this kid? That a girl? Oh. You're gonna get there? <laughs> There's only so long I'm I can offended hold you're not God yelling damn it, at me. Caitlin. All right, there what we go. What the fuck is this? Play the clip. All right, there we go. Rick. Crazy ball. happy with the strike zone, and she said as much after the game. Uh, what were your thoughts of facing the same zone? Hey, throw the ball over the place, you see. I thought Angel Hernandez called a good game. You gotta put the ball over the white part of the plate, and then you get the strikes called. So, that's all I gotta say about that. Love Rick Porcello. Porcello's another guy. Seems like a competitor. Yeah, seems like a competitor. Says, uh, fuck you, when the Yankees are whining over there. Right. Throw um, the ball over the white part. That's what I like to see. I like to see a little shit talking, Red Sox, Yankees. <laughs> Maybe the rivalry will be better. It was, it was lacking something this year. I think the fact that it was Red Sox, Yankees added a lot to it. But the series as a whole was pretty boring. Until the ninth inning last night. It was kind of shitty to watch. Like, right. Just, like a blowout game, it's, like, it's nice and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so the Sox go into uh, Houston, where they will lose because of their bullpen. And That's your I'm prediction? And if I'm wrong, not enough people listen to this podcast to call me out on it, so <laughs> go fuck yourself. I'll call you out on it. <laughs> um, what do, do we have for time? Because I, I might want to say something, but uh, We're at... I don't know how long I've rambled here. I think 18 minutes. Oh, I got plenty of time. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I wanted like to do we're a, at 22 minutes. I wanted to do a, 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 short, a little bit shorter show. Actually, the length of the show should be this week. The last few weeks I've rambled for an hour. Um, so we'll wrap it up soon. But I wanted to give my thoughts on the, uh, the state of the station Oh. the last month or so. Do tell. It's So I love Jerry Callahan. Um, I... You know, I've listened to him since I was 13 years old. Guy's a great radio talent. Uh, he's America's crotchety uncle. I love, I love listening to him. I love that he's not afraid uh, to be a conservative and, and voice all of his opinions in an incredibly liberal state. Um, so I love Jerry. And I like uh, that, that Mark Whipple thing where if we were here last week, we probably t- would have talked about that. Um, Do you see the coach of... Uh, UMass football. Oh, yes. Said we got raped out there right. by the refs. Um, Jerry Callahan defended him. And that was, even, that was one where even I went like, 
He's got no not to say that. Uh, shit. You like, know what I mean? Just, like just not this not this month, please. He should have yeah, he should have known not to say. It. Like that was a dumb thing to say. But Callahan had the balls. Well, agree with him or not? He had the balls to be like, hey, it's a phrase people use. We don't need to be. We don't need to suspend the guy. We don't need to be up in arms about it. You can say it was a dumb thing to say, but don't act like you're outraged as if your friends haven't said shit like that all the time. You know what I mean? And uh, Callahan's not afraid to say shit like that, and that's why I respect the hell out of him. But that show has been lacking something. There's uh, a, a huge void. I mean, that's just what happens when a guy like Minahan leaves. But it's it's weird to hear that show. Like, that's the type of thing I think Jerry should be talking about. Like, the UMass thing. Mm-hmm. It's weird to hear that show now because they devolve into straight sports talk so often. When it's like, that's fine. I think Jerry's capable of doing that in an entertaining way. Here's what I was trying to get across to Gilroy when we had this argument on the air. Is that Jerry's very capable of having a a sports argument and and it being entertaining. But that audience is now programmed to being, we're the guys that make fun of that type of shit. We're the show that makes fun of Mike Greenberg and... Uh, around the Horn and, and, and Bomani Jones and guys like that. We make fun of that shit. So when Minahan's away for a little while and you devolve back into that, I find it so strange. And Mutt, Mutt is another example. I, lo- I love Mutt, and I think Mutt's done a great job in there. But it's like Mutt's instinct when he's not with Kirk is to go back to sports. And, it's we- and that's fine. I think they do a good job with it. But it's weird to hear that show now when it's like, well, we're just doing the exact opposite of what we've been for the last two years. So I think they are in desperate need of either getting Minahan back or finding a guy that can do that and and keep Jerry off of straight sports talk and get back more into just making fun of shit and having fun and calling people, people out. Um, back to the politics. Because it's been tough. Not, not even the politics so much, but just the the, the vibe of that show. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's just tough to li- like. I don't, I don't listen that often now. I've started listening to other shit because it's like, well, this isn't the show I've been a huge fan of for two years. Um, and I, you know, it's tough when you lose half the show. Minahan's half the show, if not more, really. Like, it's kind of become his show. I mean, you know, right. again, again, I like Jerry. I like Jerry, right. but it's. But that's that's Kirk's show with Jerry Callahan. They're equal partners. But as you can as you've been able to see for the last month and a half, that's Kirk's show. When he's not there, it's a completely different show. They're not able to maintain the vibe. So, you know, it's just tough to listen to. And I I, I think I'm speaking for a lot of the fans that love that show, that have kind of been tuning out or maybe switching back switching back and forth between that and something else over the last month and a half. And it's like, you know, Reamer is uh, Reamer's fine. And I liked him when he was in here and everything. And he seems like a good kid. But it's like he, he'll mold the whatever container you pour him in. You know what I mean? Like, he'll, he'll if you want to talk sports, he'll, do, he'll tap dance for whoever. <laughs> and uh, he'll try and be Kirk and try and make fun of what they're talking about. But it, it might not even be his fault. The kid, the kid just wants a job, obviously. So he's willing to do whatever. And I'm sure I'd be doing the same thing if I was in his position. But it's just not what that show is. Uh, I, I mean, may, I think the closest they get to being back in that show is when it's Callahan and Tomasi arguing about shit. 
Right. That's the closest they get, really. Um, so it's been tough. And it's been kind of tough to listen to the station because then you got like I like I genuinely like the afternoon show. I think they've gotten very good. Uh, I mean, Ordway obviously knows how to run a show. He's become a bit of an old dork, but but I still love him. We love him. Mer- Merloni's gotten excellent at radio. I think I think he's honestly the star of that show. And then Fourier has gotten so much better at making fun of himself. <laughs> like, for real. Like, he used to be not great at that. And, like, if you made fun, he would do the prank phone calls, and people would have to fake laugh at it, and it's like, what are you doing? Now I think he's, he's very good at, A, realizing what's make-funnable, and goofing on himself for it. Um, so that show's very good, but I can't get to it. Because you've got uh, a watered-down Kirk and Callahan, and then... I try. I mean, I tried Dale and Keith today, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kate, you can stay out of this one, Kate. Right. <laughs> but, oh my God. It's just fucking, they're, they're so afraid to, to criticize anyone other than the accepted targets. It's like, oh, let's go after David Price. Okay, everyone is. Like, we get it. Um, and, like, I turned it on today, and Rich Keefe is arguing with a caller because. The guy said he wasn't good at baseball when he was a kid or something. It's like, what am I listening to? <laughs> what the fuck am I listening to? It's bizarre. Um, and I, I, I think that's just a bore of a show. So when I, And I just wanted to say that because when I hear that, uh, you know, I'm not interesting enough to be on the air or I'm not making enough news, and then I, it's like, well, this is? Like, Holy shit. And, I, you know... Maybe, I, maybe I'm not good enough to deserve a shot, but it's like, if I'm not, then holy fuck, who is? Um, so it's been, you know, that, that's been my thought listening to this station the last uh, month and a half. I'm sure I'll get, you know, I, I'm not allowed to say that for whatever reason. It, it's a weird thing where it's like, uh, no one listens to my show. Say something that makes news. I make fun of people. And they're, don't, don't do that! <laughs> So it's like, okay, well, Too much news. I, don't know what you, I don't know what you want from me. So, um, you know, I've just started, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm going to say whatever I want. And uh, if they get rid of me, my boys at Barstool, I've talked to them. I'll, I'll stop being va- vague about that. Right. I, uh, Open up. I recorded uh, a couple audition podcasts for Barstool Sports, my former employer. And I haven't heard anything official. But I've been told... Uh, my boy, sales guy, told me, who's, who's kind of a, if you don't know Barstool, he's kind of Portnoy's right-hand man, basically. Uh, the, the, the Baba Booey uh, to Howard Stern <laughs> of, uh, of the Barstool world. Um, so I sent the, uh, the auditions to a sales guy. Said it was obviously, uh, it was obvious that I've, I've learned a lot since my time at Barstool uh, doing this podcast. And that um, he put it on, he not only put it on Portnoy's radar, he gave it to him to listen to on the flight to uh, Rough and Rowdy. Oh, wow. So uh, that's pretty cool. At the very least, uh, Dave Portnoy is listening to uh, two boys from East Long Meadow while he's on his flight. But uh, the only tough thing is now, and I, I know this from working in that office, the tough thing is actually getting him to listen to it. So um, I've been told it was good enough to uh, at least warrant a, a listen from the big boss. And that's kind of where we are now. So hopefully I hear more. Hopefully it gets into his ears and uh, he likes it. But that's where we are now. And was, that, it a, was it a podcast or a video? Podcast. Podcast. All right. Um, and I would assume that also comes with 
I would have to do videos for them and shit right. like I was doing before, and which I would like doing. I, I honestly I like those. Like obviously a lot of them make me look like a fucking <laughs> moron, but uh, I like the doing ping pong video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like doing. Um, so as long as like I'm doing a podcast or something more than I was doing before, totally fine with that. Um, but I was sick of being vague about it, and uh, I just wanted to talk about it. And also that doesn't mean I don't think that that means I would have to stop doing this podcast. Uh, unless one of the parties tells me I do. Unless EEI says, uh, go fuck yourself, or Barstool says, you can't do both. Uh, but I think it was an option. When I think when Jerry Thornton um, left for Barstool, if I remember right, I think, I think he still did like fill-in work here and shit like that. So I would assume that would still be an option for me. Um, hopefully I hear back. Maybe I won't. Don't say goodbye to us, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, I would never leave you people. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I want to start doing stuff like I was doing with Gilroy more often, but uh, I don't hear dick about that. Apparently I'm not making enough news to be on nights or weekends, so it's like, what was I going to do? Sit on my fucking hands and be, well, I hope someday they call me up. You're only getting older, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm an old man. I'm in my late 20s, for Christ's sake now. <laughs> Nearing 30. I just turned 27. Oh. I'm almost dead. Uh, so I had to do something. And I wanted to uh, update the listeners of the, the loyal listeners of this, the uh, the gearheads. Gearheads. That's right. Wow. Um, the the loyal listeners of this program, on uh, what I was doing, and uh, that's pretty much it. So, Caitlin, how do you feel after your uh, first episode? I I regret my mistake, um, <laughs> right in the middle there. But no, good, good. All right. Feel feel like a new person. Glad to have you. Yeah. And, uh, we you will uh, you'll only get better from here. That's what we can hope for. All right. Uh, subscribe. Guys, if you're tired of hearing me bitch about this shit, then just uh, subscribe on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and positive review. And uh, tweet, uh, you know, the likes of uh, Joe Zarbano and Chris Curtis and tell them, hey, Ken Laird, say, hey, this blind mic guy, he's entertaining. He's better than what you got now, which isn't saying much. But, uh, no, yeah, uh, I'm at blindmike underscore on Twitter if you want to uh, include me in those tweets as well. And I think that's it. Goodbye. You've been listening to Trash Talk with Blind Mike. Hear it again on WEEI.com, iTunes, and the Radio.com app. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, a presentation of WEEI.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.